Hi, Jake. We're, we're back in person in the famous Mall of America. It's pretty cool because when I would meet people and tell them like where I was born, they'd be like, oh, MOA. Like it's actually a, a travel destination for a lot of people. And it kind of makes sense because it like, uh, it's like a metaphor or whatever the analogy for America, I think you know, just big monster yeah. consumerism, consumerism Lots on steroids. Of food, yeah, yeah, just like food. crazy stuff. So I, I think it's like it. Imp- can't say the word. It encompasses like America, like on a, yeah. a small scale. I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, except for right now, it's, it's the energy in here is it's low. Not a lot of people here. I mean, I guess it is what a Monday afternoon. Uh, yeah, it is Monday. But still, expected to see a little bit more people in here. Uh, well, you were saying too. You know, when we're walking in here, it's like, you know, you would have said this two years ago that you're walking in MOA and everyone's got masks on and there's all these protocols. It would be like a Twilight Zone yeah. episode. Well, I told you, when we got in here, I was looking around, I was like, geez, dude, this is literally the Twilight Zone. Everybody has a mask on and uh, just everything, the energy in here. So, yeah, but it's, uh, it's good to see you back in person. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, that's nice being back. You know, stay busy, grind it out, um, see family, and get some of that comfort. We talked a lot about when you travel, you, you, you lack comfort. So getting your oxytocin. Get my oxytocin right now, and and it's good. But um, I think you made a, a a cool point with the whole Twilight Zone and the weird feeling in America. As when I got back, you know, you've been talking about you're like Nick. It's just different here. I'm like, dude, go outside. <laughs> like, just stop looking at social media and and all that. But, you know, I do see your point coming here. It's just a lot of people, it's like the mask is the metaphor for um, everyone is not connected and everyone's kind of like uh, divided. And you still get some good American spirit, like when you have a waitress or a waiter and they're really friendly to you and nice. And I love that about, you know, America and our, some people say it's superficial, our niceness, but it's still pretty nice. But there is something weird like in the air here. Everything, yeah. you can feel it. Like, there's eggshells walking around. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the tension. Um, tension. And another thing, too, is when everybody has a mask on, it's so tough to see. Communicate. Yeah, communicate, because most communication is uh, nonverbal. And uh, it's just, and it's also just kind of just changed up life completely. Like you said, a picture two years ago, seeing everybody with the mask on. I mean, if you don't think it's, like, a big deal, it's just a mask. I mean, psychologically, it still has to do something, especially on a mask scale when everybody's doing it. Uh, so yeah, it's it's, uh, it's interesting here in America. And I told you, I was telling you, dude, the energy is weird. And, and to contradict or to counter it, it's like, okay, hey, then let's go to MOA, walk around, let's go um, to the salt caves or go hiking or, or do something that... Get that, to your good energy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't just sit and be like, oh, you know, everyone's no, going to mask. Yeah, and, you were right. Because at first, when all this was happening... I was more so yes. just complaining. I didn't even know it was complaining, but just super. It was, it was uh, just taking up all of my time. I was really putting my focus onto it. And I think it coincided with just working at the job. I didn't like being in the basement all day. Uh, so while I'm at work, I'm just scrolling through social media. Where now, life's good. Uh, I talked about it on the last episode a little bit, but got a job delivering pizzas, quit my sales job, and feel a lot more free i'm here today with you i wouldn't have been able to do that before so since doing that and uh i've also been off social media then too as much so my energy is back i don't feel as much of the tension anymore i'm not walking on eggshells like i used to or think everybody hates each other so it's a, it's a lot different now it's better we're gonna go on that social media thing um soon 
but it is amazing what that thing can do to your mood because it's it's putting things in your life that really aren't real you know that aren't necessarily going to affect you in your day-to-day life and it's putting that like in your head and making it affect you so like you're basically being controlled by all this shit yeah i would it's definitely creates social media is creating a reality for you because like you just said that's a great point i've never thought of this before that is such a good point because if you never saw that post would that be real Hmm? it's like uh, if the tree falls in the forest and nobody's around does it make a sound it's that whole thing well like we were talking right before this too it's like one day everyone is outraged or, or talking about this one story. Also, a week later, no one remembers it type thing. So yeah. was it even real? Did it have a direct impact on you? Did, uh, um, I mean, it's it's trippy if you get down the rabbit hole of the perceptions reality. And like they said, you know, the, the minds behind these social medias, are they shaping your own reality through it? I think so. And I think that's why uh, you see Twitter and Facebook and all these social media uh places being so involved in like politics for instance because they're trying to sway public opinion there's a lot of public discourse that happens on these websites and i think like government officials or people in power realize that and so then they go in there and influence they you know, have like a bot army or something that oh, yeah. creates a false trend uh so yeah i definitely think social media can create this false reality for you and i remember harping on you to read the book yes <laughs> in our group chats because you would get in Obviously, this is when it was hit in Minneapolis hard with the the riots and uh, George Floyd and and whatnot. And it was, I remember seeing on the news, I'd wake up in the morning and it would be like the end of the riots in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And a couple days I was watching it because it's like, hey, it's affecting family or or people in there. And I would just get so freaking angry, right? Like, it doesn't matter what side you are, but just seeing this, you know, carnage and people and what they're saying. Seeing the city you grew up in, like, kind of destroyed, like, all those small businesses. And the part about it, too, is a lot of the people that were doing, I don't want to get into this whole political thing, move off of this in a second, but the whole people, a lot of the people doing that, the destroying and the burning and stuff, weren't from Minneapolis. So it just sucks to see. Um, But yeah, I woke kind of uh, curious what, what was your perspective of these riots and everything going on when you're in italy because you can just tune it out if you're like ah if you're getting pissed off enough you can just tune it out we're here i mean i could tune it out but still, i'm gonna see Harder. something yeah it, it's, it's around you well that's why i said i was just getting i was starting my day off seeing this and getting angry about things that's you know way out of my reality right and yeah. i'd step outside and it, it's just not there right well, there's so nothing that, you can do about it too exactly you're yeah, what am i gonna write a post <laughs> hey you guys stop doing that like <laughs> No, I mean, and that's a key point. Is why I told you to keep reading this book. This is what I read, um, I think, like, the first couple weeks in quarantine was How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World by Harry Brown. It's a must-read, and it kind of got me off the idea of trying to change other people's minds or trying to, um, you know, hey, my way of living is right and yours is wrong and, you know, and and worrying about what, you know, everyone else is doing or thinking instead of looking at direct alternatives to to create and build the life I want to live. Why am I putting my mental energy in other people? Why do I need them to do something so I can be happy over here? Because at at the core of it, what is everyone really trying to do? They're they're trying to be happy. So if they think rioting and doing all this is going to make them happy, that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Because they grow up differently. There's different perceptions. You were a drug addict for a long time because you probably thought that was going to make you happy. (laughs) But so like, so you try to tell these people, hey, you should do this or think this way. But in their mind, what they're doing and their actions they're taking uh, through their background, through their experiences, through their perceptions, they think that's going to make them happy. 
So it's hard to argue against that. And the thing is, too, is you're dealing with, like, so many different realities at the same time. Like, your reality is not that other person's reality. You have not lived their experiences. They have not lived yours. So you can't tell them that they are wrong in their way of living if, like you said, if you don't know anything. And I think it's also, you've pointed this out to me, and it's just a way to not focus on yourself. It's a way to shift the focus and shift the responsibility from yourself. Um, And I think if that's a big thing today is if people started not worrying about what your neighbor is doing and started worrying about what they, what they were doing, you would start to see your neighbor change too. Is, you know, what's the saying? Change starts from within. within. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, well, if Trump did this, I would be happy. Well, if we got this Senate, we would be happy. Oh, if my church did that, I would be happy. Like you're putting all your, 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 your life and your destiny in these other people's hands. You know what I mean? Like you're giving away all your own power. It's everyone else is fault and they have to change. So then I can change. Wait, what? You know what I mean? Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna operate in the long term. Yeah. And the other thing too is like you said, they think this makes them happy. They think this is fulfilling them. At the end of the day, you just want to be happy, fulfilled. So, and how do you go about it then? Do you even like care to talk to these people or is it like yeah i mean no engage honestly my my idea is to go move to italy full time (laughs) so i'm gonna deal with this shit but um yeah i i think finding direct alternatives i should have wrote down some examples from the book but there's a lot like when they comes to taxes and what you can do to get around to pay the least amount as you want or becoming uh um, location independent and working remotely and and building a, a side thing right and there's ways that instead of saying, wow, I hate my boss and he sucks and if he was nicer, I would be happy. Well, you know, then you're going to have to work harder, build your resume and go get another job somewhere. Or he's not going to change. You're going to yeah. sit there. He, the biggest quote in there is you have to pay the price for what you want. Yeah. Well, I think too, as we've experienced with this podcast, is you, when your mindset is uh, a certain way, you attract similar mindsets. So if you start working on yourself, changing yourself, instead of attracting the people that you disagree with and that are in that sort of uh, argumentative mindset, you're going to attract the people that are you know, more focused on doing whatever, not focused on the negatives in the world. I can't tell you how many like people that we've had on or um, you know, follow the socials, they like, oh my God, I just uh, watched this video you posted on Instagram a, a couple days ago and, and I ordered this book that happened just recently, but like, you know, the people we've had on, all of a sudden you get talking with them and then you're talking about manifestation and yeah, affirmations and energy. It's yeah. like, you know, most of them are very, you, the, the attraction thing is very true. Yeah. So if you're going to be on social media bitching nonstop, who do you think you're going to attract? Well, here's the thing. So I realized a while back I was on Twitter way too much. This is right when I got sober. And I was like, if I'm going to be on Twitter this much, like I'm going to make it a place where I can go and pick up useful information and not just see a bunch of BS. And so I started following like spirituality stuff, uh, self-help stuff, and just kind of transformed my timeline on there so that when I was on it, I wasn't reading just strictly politics. So it's a lot tougher to just, like quit Twitter altogether. I get that because I've tried. So instead of quitting Twitter altogether, why don't you maybe unfollow, or not, maybe not even just Twitter, Instagram, maybe unfollow some of the accounts that are spewing this negativity and start following things that will attract similar-minded people. I was just going to say, too, because it goes in like with that book, Finding Direct Alternatives. So you were working uh, the sales job in your basement remotely, depressed as hell, constantly bitching. And uh, then you figured out, hey, you want to go to Mexico, you're going to save up some money. And you're like, okay, so how can I do this? Picked up some odd jobs and then the, the pizza job. And now you're, you're way more happy, right? So instead yeah. of 
you know, saying, oh, I hate my job. And if, if these people bought more or, you know, you, you quit and, yeah. and then you did something, the pizza, you're making more fulfilled. But then you had to deal with, uh, oh, what if someone sees me delivering pizza? You know, I'm 20. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. A couple of things to that is for so long there, I'd just be bitching at home about my job. And my mom would be like, why don't you get a new one? And I just never would apply. I mean, it was like, I didn't, for some reason, I just didn't feel like it was ever, I never had like a reason why Mexico incentivized me to kind of start living in, because I wasn't making enough money. I wasn't making sales. So I had to make a change. And then, yeah, so I got the pizza job. My first thought there is like, oh shit, like 24, I have a college degree, you know, we're living in my hometown, delivering pizzas and, you know, not the best look. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got over that quick. After I got a $20 delivery, or tip on a delivery, which is like my second delivery, I was like, okay. I mean, I made the right decision. I'm a lot happier here because I'm a lot more free. You listen to my podcast in my car, you know, do my own thing. Uh, I have my days now where I can do this with you or do whatever, go golfing, be productive. So it is, I'm working almost the same amount, maybe a little bit less, but I feel way more free, if that makes sense. Like my, I, And so it's it's been... It's been good, and I just had to get over worrying about other. And that's like a, a cool thing, though. So, like the mental block where your mom, hey, get a new job. Like, what was that? That mental block was it like not a possibility in your mind, and you're just too yeah, focused on. So I was planning on originally, like we were talking about going to Europe in the summer a while back. I was going to come visit you, so I was like, okay, I want to do that. So there's like no point of looking for a job. Like it's kind of an excuse almost. Like at that time, I wasn't planning on going for a month or even. I was planning on going for a few weeks. I easily could have got another job, but I made an excuse there. And then the pandemic started, and I was like, oh, nobody's hiring right now. I looked for a job one day. I couldn't find any. So I was like, oh, never mind. And uh, I was always just making an excuse. And then once we decided on Mexico, and I was like, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I was sitting at Stour and I was like, dude, I just hate this. I cannot do this for another two months. It'll make that, or two and a half months. It'll make that time in between now and Mexico feel so long. I'll just, I know I'll hate it. And I wasn't making enough because I wasn't making sales. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a delivery job. Or I didn't even take a delivery job. I just looked at a part-time job. So I was going to put together a schedule of some sorts where uh, I was picking my own schedule. I was free. So yeah, that's how it kind of finally got off my ass and applied. Well, I think a cool thing is the idea that you have like a purpose or the light at the end of the tunnel. So delivering pizzas in your hometown and someone sees you, it is not as big of a deal because you're really... You're in Mexico in two months. Yeah, you're not, you're not yeah. doing it for them. You're not... And that, that's something that's really hit me too is uh, being... I mean, I haven't lived in Minnesota for probably five years. But yeah. I was in Colorado. Is I think when you're in one area or you're attached to a lot of different things... You're really trying to impress people in that environment. Yeah. But when I've been gone, it's you like shed that and you stop caring. And yeah, you're not exactly. trying to impress, you know, you've seen so much and you've seen so many people. It's like, you know, why does this matter if I impress you? You want to be a good person, but you're not trying to flash your watch or, or your watch or buy the bottles at the club in Minnesota because it's like, I'd rather be a Capri in, a, in Italy, you know, on the beach with someone, not in a Minneapolis club. Yeah, well, at first, I was thinking, I was like, hey, I'm going to go apply in, like, Lakeville or Burnsville. For those who don't know, it's, like, a city, a few cities over. And I was like, that's just stupid. Like, Prior Lake. More gas mileage. Yeah, yeah and Prior Lake, I mean, Prior Lake's a good place to deliver. I mean, there's a lot of people that have, you know, substantial income. And so people are much more friendly here, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, and I just, I was like, if I'm going to let that hold me back from 
delivering pizzas and quitting my sales job where I'm super unhappy, then I'm never going to allow myself to be happy if I just keep caring what other people think. Because it's just going to hold you back so much. And it's uh, just like the movie uh, Kevin Spacey. American Beauty. American Beauty, where he, uh, you know, he has that normal nine to five, and all of a sudden he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." He gets a job uh, at the fast food place, you know. Yeah. And seemed a lot happier than that. So it's kind of parallels my situation in a way. The American uh, Beauty is a great example of someone just saying, "Fuck it," like I'm done living for everyone else, and living I'm living on your own terms. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Taking you know the black sheep, you know, and and going because it, it is everything else holds us back trying to impress them and oh i got this nice couch come over and, and look at my couch and you know <laughs> or my nice uh leased out car like it just it's it, that's really a lot of times in america too the keeping up with the joneses yeah because you're that becomes your life is well, your identity and trying to you know make everyone else view yourself as you want to be seen type deal. yeah and the, the movie uh have you ever seen keeping up with the joneses there's a movie with uh david uh from uh californication yeah, I think John Hamm is in it too. Um, anyway, um, you know, the, in that movie, those two are like CIA agents or whatever. Like the Joneses are CIA agents. I think that's a great representation of like the keeping up with the Joneses in real life. Is like it's being influenced by external forces. Like, do you actually want that new car, or is that just something you're kind of programmed to want? So it kind of makes you think. And it's a pro and con. I mean, there's a reason America America is so. The economy, you know, is built on the cars, so we can consumerism. Yeah, yeah, we can drive for everywhere, get jobs, the factories. Yeah, it was. I mean, our economy is based off consumerism. And but I think at that time in the beginning, uh, it was also people were. Well, there's a lot more production done in the U.S. too. Okay, yeah. Where now we're not really doing anything. I don't know if that makes a difference if we're not working for our goods. We're consuming more now. Yeah, and, much. and yeah, exactly. That's what a lot of people say too. Is like, oh, consumerism's ruined America, and like, I fully like the minimalistic lifestyle i think it's way better i'm trying to get rid of like all my stuff but there also comes a point where do you know how lucky we have it that we can go 24 7 to some place and have full foods a shelf every different yeah. you know pop brand or uh, Dude, energy at, drink like you don't get these options everywhere look at where we're sitting right now just look around this yeah. is peak peak yeah. capitalism yeah exactly it's crazy we're sitting next to camp snoopy with a bunch of roller coasters there's probably 30 restaurants around us i mean it, it's crazy but I, I, I think you're right. Consumerism isn't, I don't think it's bad. It's I, on the person, I think. Yeah. So it, it's it's how you handle consumerism. Yeah. It, yeah. Take responsibility for yourself. That, that's when people like blame capitalists. Capitalism is ruining America. It's, it's just, it's dumb. It's Obviously, it can go to extreme end, but going back to taking control of your own life, like you quitting the sales job, becoming a pizza boy in your hometown, yeah. it's, uh, it's not... It's taking control of your own life. That's what yeah. it is. So you can't blame the, the consumerism that you're the one that has to buy 50 pairs of shoes and you're unhappy and you can't pay your rent bill. Like, yeah. that's on you. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, shit. I forgot. But, yeah, so uh, happy with the pizza job. Yeah. Another thing, talking about social media, there was uh, kind of a funny big story came out the other day. Uh, Selena Powell and whoever else was on no Jumper, Adam 22's podcast. And it was the same girl that was on a few weeks ago that was talking about the Suns players and how yeah, she hooked up with seven of them. them. Yeah. So she comes out, she has a friend on, Chief Keeps Baby Mama, actually, is yeah. who it is. And she says that Odell likes to get shit on. Yeah, so pooped on. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts. Like a fetish. 
So here's what I'm fascinated with is this show in the first place. It's called The Thoughts Next Door. And uh, as we've seen with like social media, how outrageous it gets because that's you, that clickbait culture. Yeah, you need to keep uh, uh, well, who can be more outrageous, you're gonna get more clicks, right? And then the ball just keeps moving. Like we talked about like TikTok. Now there's 14 year old girls shaking their ass and doing crazy stuff like that. But here's what's fascinating to me is because I think it's a view into real human nature behind closed doors. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's the end of the world, this kind of stuff. But you don't really see it in the real world. Like in MOA, we don't, we're not seeing too many crazy people or too many outrageous things right now. Yeah. And we should, this is like a mall, mall of America, right? Mm -hmm. But this is what's really going on behind closed doors. And I've seen it firsthand with some people, especially when you're traveling, because the masks get taken off. Mm -hmm. And this is what we talked about. On social media, a lot of these people, they get rid of their mask and they're their true selves, right? They're yeah. outrageous, exaggerated self. But when they get in the real world, they're the quiet person that doesn't say nothing, and, and but they're tweeting on their phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a sneak peek into the human condition, I think. I can speak on that because doing this podcast, I've actually opened up about a lot of stuff that I don't think, like, let's say I was speaking to a group that I wouldn't have been able to do. And so it gives podcasts, social media, it gives you a place to uh, take that mask off and really be yourself say what you want you feel more free because i find when I, for example when i was talking about my drug episode um like i, I wasn't gonna get feedback instantaneous after yes. talking about it like i it, i got feedback but it was a couple weeks after so that makes it different than rather than me just talking to a group about that about my drug addiction so the big point is you don't face um consequences mm -hmm. so if i stood up right now and said you know uh Trump is the best person in the world and all of a sudden some people fly over and, and throw me off the thing, right? <laughs> it's different than when I'm sitting at home and I have a tweeting, Twitter yeah. and I'm tweeting and screw you guys, you know, um, uh, make America great again type deal, right? Yeah. Because you don't face consequences and like these girls, they're not even, there's no consequences. They're making money. Yeah. They're well, making money off this. My thoughts is that they saw how well that Suns clip did and how much yes. they got talked about with that. So they got even more outrageous the next one. Controversy. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Controversy sells. I mean, sex sells, controversy sells, stars sell. Like, so if you, that's like a perfect story for that sort of podcast that that's going to draw so much attention to it. And here's the fascinating part is I, people always say like, oh my God, the world is going to shit and, and all that. And maybe sometimes you do see it out in the streets every once in a while. But for the most part, this stuff is not real. It is on your social media and it's not real, but I think it is real behind the closed door without the mask on. You know what I'm saying? So I think there is a mask on in this little society we live in. Yeah. And this kind of crap is not really infested it yet, but it's there and it's the human condition. It is there. Am I trying to sound too no, philosophical? No, I get what you mean. Um, I think there's a lot that goes on behind closed doors like if you looked at a person or if you let's say a person was like an iceberg and in the yeah. water you see the tip of it but then there's so much underneath it and that's i think uh a lot of dark stuff we all got issues and yeah problems. and so yeah everybody has like a dark side to them um in the book outwitting the devil there is a, neg a positive and a negative charge to everything and everyone. So we all have that negative aspect within us. Um, and it's just a matter of if you let that take over, if you can recognize it. So my point is too with this stuff, if you're gonna consume it, I mean, one, one thing you don't need to consume and you won't get angry because it's not real. These people aren't gonna show up to you in front of your face and, and tell you this, right? Yeah. It's you going out there and looking for it. 
But if you are, look at it a different lens. Like, oh, this is just, you know, maybe what's really behind closed doors. Like, because think of yourself. Think about all the nasty stuff you've thought or the nasty stuff you've done. Um, you know, you're not perfect. You put this mask on, but it's there. And it's like the human condition. I think it's fascinating when you look at it from that point of view and that perspective. Because then you walk around too, and a lot of people are insecure, right? When you walk around, you realize that, hey, you know, all these people are fucked up. We all have issues. We're yeah. all humans. It makes it more freeing, right? So you're that not really held true. down by yeah. thinking, I got to be perfect. Exactly. You hold yourself to such a high standard, way higher than anybody else is going to hold you to, for the most part, at least. And, yeah, you think everybody else has it figured out. I think we were talking about this the other day. Um, like, seeing kids our age become teachers and, like, back then I used to think when I was in grade school I used to think like my teachers are know-it-all they have life completely figured out and now I know no they're they're just winging it too yeah we uh talked about someone that's teaching third or fourth grade and we're like man like from, yeah from what I've experienced <laughs> you were crazy yeah. and they're teaching the youth so but it, it is just crazy so I think that is a perfect um example of what you were just talking about it's like everybody has this like dark side that or they're they're putting this mask on so that teacher goes to school she puts this mask on but you know behind closed doors that person is a little bit crazy that's the one point i really hit on in uh, the highs and lows living outside the comfort zone with the traveling is that the mask is off and your mask isn't on because you're free you don't know these people you know you're gonna be leaving and I think the best things come from that and the worst things come from that. So you get shows like this where they talk about Odell Beckham and his fetish, true or not. I don't think it's true. Just be 100% honest. But then you also get, um, you know, the magical part of, of being yourself. Because it's, it's uh, very uh, demanding on yourself to have a mask on all the time and not, you know, letting go, right? That's what they uh, talk about in meditation and just be free. You know, when you're always trying to be straight edge and what does this person think of me? What, what is going on over here? So I think... To wrap up this whole Odell thing is that it's quite interesting when you see this these things and you and maybe you get angry or you're like this is freaking crazy but this is like human nature like this is really going on and some people feel that they can throw it out on social media because they don't face the consequences yeah. right away or you, they don't care or they're making money yeah she's gonna attach you think do you think you got pooped on I think uh, when you go to like really high levels and you experience sexual things all of a sudden, you're like... You that, need something a little bit yes. more to and get it, you off. And yeah. I'm not saying Odell did it, but... And, and I I've see, been around people that have... I can see him doing the dookieing. I can see him getting pooped on. That's what Deion Sanders was saying. <laughs> um, but yeah. And... Uh, what we got next? Look, I mean... I, I, it goes back to the traveling parts. And I've told you stories. You know, not necessarily with, with uh, poop fetish, but... You know, people are... When the mask comes off crazy stuff happens yeah so i don't know i don't i don't not believe anything anymore do you think that it's good for society that everybody puts a mask on or do you think it would be better if we all were unmasked essentially uh, i i think uh does it, it need the mask it, to run? i definitely think that's how like europe got built with uh, the catholic church and christianity and and, and so forth yeah on. and making societies work communities work i mean because if we're all free it's obviously gonna turn into chaos but yeah i think the chaos and like uh what is it called euphoria is like intertwined right like you need to like let go or go completely to the deep oh, end yeah. to find yourself or to be 
totally uh you know alive isn't like uh the journey of like finding yourself you have to hit really lows like to be your best self you have to go through the shit i mean it's, for me to be where i am today i had to go through everything i did and i won't go back and change it so yeah i, I get what you mean so, but i think it's a hack for people to i think these are the people who make it uh become very influential or live like a happy life is they step out from the the mirage and step out from uh, the mass society and really truly live uh, independent free life and do I think everyone can do it at once I don't know but maybe that's what the Buddhists talk about uh, enlightenment so yeah I think in order to get to a place where everybody could have their mask off we would need to kind of evolve in a way we couldn't yeah. be we couldn't be this stuff a lot of us are low vibrational like we get distracted and we have I don't know so I think we would need to be able to raise our vibrations because I don't know if everybody's necessarily a good person at this point and maybe too because this has been a big topic and it's really uh, hit like young males I read a study that a big percentage of 18 to 30 year olds have had like no sexual relationships in the past year and over 50 percent of them are living at home yes so like it and you go back to like history and like who spreads their genes and who doesn't they talk about um, you know like the alpha genes and the beta genes and and obviously the strong survive and there used to be harlems guys would have you know 15 20 women and like literally back in the day the conquered yeah would take the women like Genghis no. Khan for example no. yeah they all just raped the women they, they took over and so maybe unleashing the mask is you're getting out of uh, the, the pool of people that don't survive maybe their, their, their genes don't replicate because yeah. now look at our life now it's 10 million times easy. we don't have to go search for food yeah. we don't need to go find water we have electricity mm-hmm. the poorest of the poor in America are richer than you know 70% of the world basically yeah. like we have all this stuff and it's it's like maybe nature is uh, correcting itself with this. I mean, yeah, that to think of nature as like a conscious being almost. I, I think that's a good way to start looking at it because uh, it is. It's finding balance. Because I think too with the internet, I, I really think with the church and the rules they had, it made so the society wasn't as promiscuous well, and more, more monogamy. Which, yeah. which wasn't the case for most of history. You weren't monogamous yeah, people. that's true. And so then everyone had a wife, and, and uh, they had some kids. So everybody so, had a partner. Yeah, and the genes kind of went... And I think that made us a happy society, right? Yeah. Because you need people. It can't then, be lonely. What, what's the quote? Uh, strong, weak men... Or strong men create... Weak times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak yeah. men create weak times. Yeah, something times. like that, yeah. Um, what did you just say? I was going to say something. I don't remember. No, I definitely think we're in that weak society right now. I think we've been living on autopilot for, you know, America's been top of the world since after the Cold War. Everything's been kind of giving to us, and now it's all starting to buckle underneath it because, you know, everyone wants to say, hey, it's everyone else's fault. I'm not happy. Well, I think, too, is like you said, we so we have taken away all of our primal needs, like yep. where we don't have to go out and get it. So I think... You know, going out and hunting and getting that kill for you to bring home to your community to eat, like, gave you this huge dopamine release Purpose. and this fulfillment. Yeah. And now with every of our needs almost taken care of instantaneously where we don't really have to do anything, it's made us more depressed. Oh, that's what I was going to say. And taking, you say, uh, with the Catholic Church, you know, did a, or the church did a good job of 
kind of promoting Force monogamy. monogamy. Yeah. They also did a good job of giving people a purpose. Because without God in I without God in the world or without God in your life, there seems to be like people don't there's no point. Like why why do I need to be good here? There's nothing after this. I'm just a being in a meat suit doing whatever. Um, and so I think taking God out of people's lives has also really affected people more than they think. And people always say if you believe, or not people always, but I've heard a lot that, you know, religious people are low IQ uh, because they believe in God. And it's like, wouldn't atheism be a little bit low IQ too? Because that's just, you don't have to question anything then. You just found your answers. So you don't have to do any thoughts. You don't have to like go and... Fa- Fake smart people? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, so there's no other, like, you can't, you know what I mean? No, I understand. And I really like the point on purpose because I think... Uh, that is really missing for so many people now. And Dude, their, their was, purpose turns into drugs. Their purpose yeah. turns into video games. It turns into their NFL sports team. Like, people yeah. need purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, and, that, it's... One of the saddest things is seeing, like, a 35-year-old man, and all he cares about is his favorite sports team. Like, I th- back in high school... I really cared about, like, the sports. Like, it, if the Packers lost, it would dictate my week. Like, I'd be That's sad. Crazy. And now it's just like, I can't believe that. Like, I still love watching football. We can get into, like, how that's good for the country here soon. But to make something like that your life. You it, have it's no just, control over. Yeah, and it's just another excuse not to take responsibility. It's, so you're shifting your focus, right? Yeah, and so it's, yeah, exactly. And this kind of comes back to, um, I think Andrew Yang's tried uh, uh, tackling it. And hold on, here's a point about the religion. Karl Marx actually said this too, like the, the religion is the, the opiate of the masses. And that could be a good thing. It, it gives you, so, yeah. people don't go crazy and they have something to... People say religion has like destroyed the world and all this shit. I don't believe it. I mean, obviously war has been fought over religion and all this stuff, but I do think people need some sort of God or some sort of just belief. Structure. In the universe, Yeah. Because if you, okay, so let's say you're an atheist. You, there's no afterlife. You have no incentive to be do good here. You have no incentive there's to... There's counter arguments to that, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, so I think to have taken God out of society, which they have done a very good job of doing, and they've almost replaced God with the state. Ideology, with, with yeah. ideology. And that is dangerous. When the Democratic or the Republican Party becomes your God, that's where we're running into problems like we are now. What I read was that the Soviet Union basically did that. They made the party god religion out of it and turned uh, a worshiping ideology yeah, yeah. and, that's and ideology see. gets corrupted yeah i think you're seeing that firsthand and that's why people are when you argue republicans versus democrats like nobody's swaying from their opinion you're literally just yelling your thoughts at each other no you're not in you're not taking into their person's points and it's because it has become their religion like you're so you're basically saying my god's not real yeah and that's what it's becoming. That, that's so... Well, just imagine, though, that's your reality that's fixated. And imagine if all of a sudden you had to start questioning things. You go into massive cognitive dissonance. So, like, oh, what else is not real? And now your yeah. reality shatters. Yeah, and that's where I think so many people are right now is, like, with the whole Russia thing. Like, it's clearly come out that it's not true. Whether Trump's a good president or not, that's not the point of this. But it's come out that the whole Russia thing is not true. But... I wouldn't say the whole thing, but... Well, the whole... Uh, okay, well... Yeah, was it like easy? Is Trump in Putin's back pocket? I, I think all, that's not I Trump. think it's come out through like the Mueller report and all this shit that he is not with the at least with the media how the media represented it. Okay. That is not true. Yeah, yeah. But you still have all these people, and it's proven that it's not true. What the media said, like their representation of it, it's not facts. But you still have the people 
that follow the media parroting the media because of that cognitive dissonance. If that's so, if they lied to me about that, like you said, what else are they lying to me about? Then that reality can't shatter because I think the same reality. It's such a fragile. Our human beings are so fragile, and our realities are so. Um, they're there to comfort us. We create these realities to comfort us, and so when you've noticed you've been lied to here with this, it, it's just a domino effect. Like what else? And then eventually it breaks, and then. Yeah, and that's the same, obviously, for you know people that say Trump can't do wrong. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm just using and that then as they make example. excuses. No, yeah. obviously, I, I know where you kind of stand. And this kind of happened to me when I started reading this book called Awareness by some like monk. Like, was that the one that screwed you up? Yes. So yeah. I read like two chapters from it, and I was like, I, I don't want to read this anymore. It's like going against like what I believe reality is, and, and this and that. And I, I came back to it. Um, like a couple months ago because that How I Found Freedom really helped me out with a bunch of this shit. Yeah. And I came back to my, oh my God. So that's what it was trying to tell me. But at the time, it, it was like, it's like you're taking an LSD trip and your whole reality just switches on you. Like yeah. that's hard for people, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I can speak to that too where if I'm like listening to a podcast and they start talking about something that I just like disagree with you. Your brain shuts off? I, I turn it off. I was like, I don't... And it's... I, don't know if I turn it off at this point because like I don't want to listen to them disagree with me but I think I get when I'm listening to a podcast at least like I want to be able to interject and say like no this is why you're wrong and have that argument where I feel like almost silence at that point so I just turn it off so here's like the other end of the coin so if your reality is making you happy and you're not like detrimental to people around you yeah why not turn the podcast off and why not uh just focus on those different things right yeah and that's I mean who wants to live in a, a broken reality nonstop where you're always questioning things? Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that's the point, too, where I've told you, like, I fuck it. I'm, I'm going to turn off all this stuff. I'm going to live how I want. I'm going to live La Dolce Vita in Italy. La Dolce Vita. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I'm not going to let all this other stuff bring negativity into my life. And obviously, I want to search for the answers, but I don't want to get angry. I don't want to be. Oh, yeah. I've got you. You have helped me where to get to a point where I don't get as angry anymore. I still might get angry once in a while when it's just like something so ridiculous I see or I'm getting passionate about in the moment. But when I sit down and look on Twitter, I mean, if I start to get upset, I'll just turn it off. Now I've locked my phone. There's no point to put myself in that situation. Nobody's forcing you to read that stuff that makes you unhappy. That's the thing. Well, I think it's your dopamine because you're, you're getting you get that angry. Yeah, your, yeah. your dopamine is like, no, come on, come on, get angry, get angrier. Yeah. And then I started uh, replying to people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> just, and I, I, but the thing is, I don't do it out of like an angry spot. I just, I, it was when I'd be working, I just found it fun to like engage with these people. But then after like three tweets, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Like, this is doing me no good. It's doing this person no good. It's doing the people that read this no good. And it's just doing no good in general. I think there's a saying, and I read this somewhere, about people that want to change other people is uh, some sort of inner sec- insecurity or. Um, like identity frustration that they need to change them and make them think like them or 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 make them uh, relate to them yeah. and be the same and they'll make them feel secure and happy and like my so way is right. Like you're living the right way. Yeah. yeah so like they're they're looking for um, guidance or, or security to change other people or I just yeah. want to talk. Hey, come on, please, let's just talk. Like sometimes it's like why? Yeah. Why? But we don't need to. Like, yeah. And uh, what was I gonna say? I just think 
worrying worrying about others has become such a political thing too. Like you're so worried about what Trump supporters are doing. You're so care worried about like what the LGBT people are doing. You're so it's just like at the end of the day, I think it could be the main point of this podcast. Like you got to take responsibility for yourself, and taking responsibility for yourself is such a good feeling. It makes life so much easier because I used to not take responsibility for myself. Not never take responsibility for anything. Jake, do you do this? No. And then you just get into a whole lying thing where you're trying to, and then eventually it'll come out and be like, okay, why, why, why did you lie? And it just makes life so much easier to just take responsibility. And it does. And it, it kind of comes back to the Odell uh, Thoughts Next Door thing is that we do get so hyped up and angry about all the stuff we see on the TV or the social media, but if you really just step outside, it's not necessarily true. It, it really isn't. Maybe some spots... And, you know, the, the tricky thing is, well, what happens if that spot comes to me? So I got to do something before then? Okay, I guess. But a lot of the times it never affects you directly. Yeah, and, it's true. And so you're letting this, this reality that's really not going to affect. If it doesn't affect you directly, is it true? Is it your yeah. reality? Well, and then, too, if you just sit back, this is what I got to do sometimes. Like when I'm on TikTok for too long or on Twitter for too long or reading stuff like this, I just sit back and be like, what am I like? How stupid is this? Like if you just sit, sit, sit down and think about it on like a practical level, like, I'm listening to some 25-year-old girl talk about how she let some 25-year-old man take a dookie on her. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. need to hear this. Like, yeah. there's no, it does me absolutely no good. It's not helping me. I mean, it's not hurting me, but at the same time, it's just so dumb. It's distracting. Yeah. We all like distraction. I think distractions are good, and it's a good segue. The NFL came back this uh, Sunday, and I just wanted to say that it was nice to sit down and kind of feel like we're living in normal times again. I mean, it was still you know, no fans in the stadium. But I think the NFL coming back is going to be very good for America because America loves football, and it gives them some normalcy. Like, even with football or baseball and basketball being back, it wasn't completely normal yet because you're playing in a bubble and baseball's games are shorter. Where this, you are sitting down on your Thursday, Sunday, Monday, or whatever, and you don't really see the fans from the, the TV exactly. until they show, like, Yeah, and man. honestly, even if – I don't know if that even really makes a difference. I did, it just felt – it was weird. It did feel almost normal, even without the fans. It's so, a little weird, but I think it's very good for America to get that back, to get football back, and just – feels like a win. Because everybody, if you go back and look, April, June, July, May, I forgot that. But there's so many people on social media and experts saying that the NFL season was not going to happen. No way it happens. All of this. And the fact that it actually did happen shows that, okay, we're come, hopefully we're coming to the end of this thing. Hopefully this virus is, you know, we're putting it behind us. So I just think, I just want to say, I think it's very good that that came back. And I'm very happy that they were able to figure it out and didn't blunder it like college football did or any of that. One thing I wanted to make to a point is everyone's like, oh, 2020 is so bad. It's the worst thing ever. It's a good year. I had fun this year. Honestly, it probably was the best summer of my life. It was in- insane. But a big point I want to like make here, too, is is look what happened when all the needs were met and there was no purpose and you didn't go to work. I mean, people, a lot of people just sat, got fat, watched TV, you know, picked up bad habits, started smoking, started doing a lot of different things. And it's like, you know, maybe... Uh, the world does need distractions as in work or uh, uh, obviously the whole purpose thing but it goes back to like the UBI point where when, once you fulfill the human's needs what else do you have to do know what I mean like there's no purpose and then you get lazy a lot of people get lazy not many people started businesses not many people 
did what they wanted to do when they said they had all the free time. They yeah. just sat and moaned in Bitchmore while they sat in their ass and they slept in. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know how you get to a point of finding a balance then because if you, that is a good point, it does make sense. People might need that, but I also think like that uh, system of going to work eight hours a day, five days a week, all year, it's not a good way to live. I don't. I think at the same time, that's they're going to be unhappy. They're unhappy either way. I think. I think that might be, that's the fundamental issue is like finding why because in both both situations are unhappy i don't think that guy or that dude that feels fulfilled doing his job but i also don't think he felt fulfilled sitting on the couch for all of quarantine like there has to be a happy balance so when you give somebody twelve hundred dollars a month for ubi like andrew yang said what does that person do in those 30 days like what is he able to do that is making them fulfilled and so here's the the counter thing is Okay, if that guy's not fulfilled either way, then it's obviously his fault, right? So wouldn't it be smarter just say, okay, you should be uh, uh, not happy. If you're not going to be happy sitting on your ass doing nothing, you should be not happy working so you can be productive to society. Is it his fault, though? Or, I mean, obviously it is somewhat his responsibility. But if, you, if there's a trend, a common trend where all these people are unfulfilled and unhappy, they're, and they're all living in America. I mean, there has to be a common trend. You can't just blame it on the person. There has to be a problem. There's a problem with the way of we life. We just did with you. you. You weren't fulfilled and, and do all this, and you took responsibility. Now you're finding light in the tunnel. Like, they got to find purpose, too. Whether it's yeah. God, whether it's they're, they're like drawing, whether it's they like music, whether yeah. they're, I mean, but the purpose, no one's just going to give you the purpose unless you grew up a Mormon and you're forced into your head that, hey, this is how it goes. You got to go preach to everyone. Yeah, well, that's what I think we going forward because I don't think that we're ever going to go back to the way of like how the work schedule was set up before I mean I hope I love this remote stuff it fits my life yeah I I like it a lot more too and then I think obviously with like with automation and everything and as the future goes I mean jobs do get taken by automation so I mean once we get the UBI and we're at that point how do you how do you for some people to realized like me i had an epiphany i was like hey whatever i'm not i'm unfulfilled and i have to change it to responsibility but i mean are people even going to be in that situation like is there even going to be an opportunity to work is there gonna i mean the opportunity is gonna be so much less like back in when our parents were kids there were so many more opportunities than we have now for example i agree with the socialists on that they always talk about the the price of the education and you could buy a starter home for you know yeah with the summer job type i mean deal. it's ridiculous but, uh, but here's here's a big point then so, like, the Buddhist, and I think Ali talked about, like, becoming enlightened or, or having uh, multiple lives and seeing different perspectives. What if a lot of the masses that this is, they're just stuck, and, like, it's on them to get out of it, you know, and the ones that do unmask themselves, maybe that's their point in their uh, their journey type yeah. deal. No, I agree that maybe the world is, like, maybe we're either at the highest level of hell or lowest level of heaven. I've heard that, and then you find your purpose and you keep going. I don't know, but, yeah. I get that. I think, I think... You just can't give someone a purpose. Yeah, like, I know. I, th- I think enlightenment and spirituality and going within is the answer. And I think, too, that goes back to, like, them taking God out of the uh, equation. It uh, has a detrimental effect. Yeah, but even if them are doing all that shit, like, there's still people that are finding life and being happy. I know. I, I get that. So, so, playing devil's but, so maybe... Yeah, here's how I'm going to play devil's advocate. Maybe uh, they're lost cause right now in their journey 
So they need to be distracted with pornography, with video games, with social media, with football teams, with dumb shit in politics because that's the only way to wake them up, get them wake them up, or to keep them uh, keep the cogs moving. Yeah, keep the matrix basically yeah, in place. Yeah, keep it going because they're not <laughs> basically we're we're the we're all Westworld. Have you seen Westworld? Yeah, good show. The yeah. first season one. Yeah. So I saw something the other day. Um, how we might be living in some like Westworld. If you go back and look through the like, simulation, that's yeah. Like, well, no. If you go back and look through it. history, there's a lot of and a lot of the celebrities today have lookalikes from that time. Oh, yeah. And so, what if we're the Westworld characters and they're the you know coming in and having fun, and then the story just changes? I think it'd be cool because then you can figure out and ways then, to hack into it. But then that too, that goes back to like the psychics and all that stuff, like seeing past lives. So like, you're, they're just looking back at the different storyline. Like they're able to tap in. Because like in Westworld, they change the storylines. There's different yep. things. So they just keep changing the storyline. You can go back and look at the past side. And maybe that's why you have attachment to some people. Because in a different storyline, you were dating or something. Uh, so I was having that thought the other day. I saw somebody write something about it. And I was like, that is kind of trippy. My favorite is the simulation theory. And like a lot of the smart people are, have been talking about it. Is because if it is a simulation, it's computer code, and which would kind of make sense I, if there's a god that is a creator, right? He created so somehow. I think with it systems. Is, I think it probably is a simulation, but I don't think we're like in a computer chip or anything. I don't think it's like a coded simulation. I think it's More a advanced. completely different, yeah, like realm type thing, magic type stuff. Yeah, with I, there's like uh, I like the word realm. I think realm is a good place. I don't know what where we live or what we live. Uh, but that means there's got to be ways to hack into it. And I, I talked about the I manifesting agree. and, and I affirmations. Think, yeah, I think affirmations, visualization, all this stuff is a way to hack. And I think the most important part of all of it is like belief and knowing. Faith. But I think uh, like we've talked about, dude, and you were like yelling at me for this, is uh, this is kind of controversial, but can many humans handle freedom? I think we saw with the... Everyone was mad that we got our freedoms taken away during the quarantine, but when they were free with practically their house and they could do what they wanted, maybe go outside in America, you could do a lot more stuff. What did they do with it? Maybe the the bell system and all that was put in place because a lot of people can't be mavericks or can't handle freedom. Counter argument, no. Like the Chinese, the communist government, look what they've created. What if that bell system has programmed you to need that, to rely on it? That's what I'm saying. We've been formed from such a young age to need this system. Where if if you take us and put us in a different environment and we grow up that way maybe we don't need that we can be free we can be self-reliant but maybe that's part of the evolution we get out of the bell system we've been taught with the bell system and all that to not go and get it ourselves that we need somebody else to do it for us and not really so that's like the threshold line so like if you can get over that and get woke enough and get past it then then you can reap the benefits right on to the next level but like and this is really controversial and i'm not pro chinese uh, government (laughs) and all that but look at what they went from you know, Mao oh, Zedong, peasants. Yeah. Now they're super, you know, obviously uh, they took all our manufacturing and all that, but they have all the super trains that fly through. You know, uh, they have a huge middle class now, you know, from yeah. the propaganda. Maybe it's propaganda. But maybe there is some ideas to monarchies, like in Europe, how successful that worked. And maybe, you know, a free state, if we look back in the history of time, you know, how long have they really lasted? Don't you think, though, that freedom is, like, the most important thing? Yeah, that's thing. my favorite thing. Yeah. And so I think that that idea of freedom is what drew all these different people from all different creeds and backgrounds to America. And then then those people went on to make this country the the greatest country 
in the history almost. One of the greatest empires of all time. One in the fastest on a time. I'd yeah, say. and I think it was because that freedom and that mindset that, hey, I can come here, I can do it on myself. Yeah, I can make a life for myself and my family. And I think that drew a certain person here because they, you mean, you have to have some balls to get, yeah. go across the ocean. So it didn't, not everybody did it. So that's why, and then you have the, the uh, genetics and the family lineage of those people still in America. But then now you have people coming here that just want free shit. And so that's why you're starting to see a change. Or people that have been given everything and, and they're reaping the benefits of the ancestors. And yeah. mm-hmm. and now they're, you know, the whole weak men, weak times thing. And I, th- I think that quote is so true. There is a great, the uh, Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, and then the Laws of Human Nature. I just watched that video, The Crisis Generation. And there, his whole theory about different generations who, you know, there's the the new one they like the Florence when Florence started popping off it was like this revolutionary republic and these fresh ideas everything was vibrant and then it got to the ways where it became more conservative hey let's go back to the old ways and it became more rigid so there wasn't as much innovation and then it got to the crisis generation like what they say we are in right now say, yeah I can't explain it as good as he did but it's fascinating to think so like you said they came over here with nothing they, they weren't promised nothing and they built off self-reliance and they sacrificed for their future generations and, and but now what point have we gotten to maybe does capitalism turn into uh, socialism with like uh, is that the end goal because all our needs will get met with uh, uh, UBI and uh, a, automation yeah I have a question so why isn't there like another ism there's capitalism there's socialism yeah. communism why do we have to just choose from those three why are we limited to that or I mean like offshoots of that like why 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 hasn't there been all the years of the universe or the world? Like, why hasn't there been another idea of like how we can run things? Here's something. I think Karl Marx said unfettered capitalism leads to the socialism. Now think of this though. If you wanted to create the socialist utopia, wouldn't you need the capitalist ideas to uh, springboard technology to the point where the robots handle everything? Yeah. And then true. you could all live fine. So, so that's kind of crazy. Maybe, it's like a paradox almost. Yeah. You need capitalism to get to socialism. A great quote, though, is like, uh, you know, capitalism's the is shitty, but it's the, the best one that works. It's the only one that's, like, really ever worked, you know? But I think, like, the monarchies did fine. Well, that's you know? my point. Like, why isn't there... Why, I mean, I'm sure there has been other ideas of how to run things, but I've never, I mean, I've never seen... I've, I've done with the monarchies, socialism, capitalism, communism... But we don't even, what are we? We're not even really a capitalistic country, like, like a social capitalist. Yeah, thing. yeah, we got a big welfare state and then corporate, corporation capitalism types, you know? Yeah, we literally, yeah. The, but we uh, had the, more opportunities than anyone else in the world. And I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. No, that is true. That is very true. And a lot of people just aren't willing to take, like, the, that's the thing, too, is, like, these trade jobs, like plumbing and uh, those sort of things make so much money but people just look at it as like you're a failure you didn't go to college you didn't do this but really you can make like six figures doing that it's crazy and this goes back to you quitting your job being a pizza boy and just taking responsibility for your life and not worrying what the the joneses say and and snapping those attachments that create the identity they're creating your identity no you create your own identity yeah would you rather be person a that has a degree in uh psychology and $200,000 $200,000 in debt or person B who is fixing toilets owns his own business and uh, makes 100k a year it, it, it goes to like to the ego and yeah. a lot of people just it's about their identity is shaped from other people 
And that's, yeah. a, that's a scary place. Their identity is their perception of Cause, others. Because then you don't control it. You don't have power over it. It's always, um, it can, uh, it's very fluid because yeah. this person thinks this of you, this person doesn't, and you're lost. You don't know yourself. Yeah. And nobody wants to be around somebody that is always changing the way they are and doesn't have a true foundation of themselves. It's quite fascinating. Um, let's, it is. Let's pause this one and start recording uh, maybe other topics.